All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees' five-game losing streak comes to an end. They finally end the drought. They get a win with Jamison Tyone pitching against Charlie Morton and the Braves. The Yankees win 3-1 to at the stadium on Tuesday night. Uh, a much-needed win for a while there. It looked like they weren't going to get it, but they finally broke through with an eighth-inning rally. One of the worst rallies you'll ever see in your life, but hey, it got the job done. And uh, things started out a little odd before the game when the lineup was posted, and that's because Aaron Hicks was on the bench, wasn't in his usual spot in the three-hole. Uh, Clint Frazier was on the bench, wasn't in the lineup, period. And uh, Aaron Hicks being benched was uh, said to be due to mechanical issues and that he would work through mechanical adjustments over the next two games uh, and to get himself back in the lineup. So the Yankees' number three hitter getting benched uh, in the 16th game of the season due to mechanical adjustments. And I don't recall ever seeing uh, one of the other number three hitters in the league, whether it's Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Nolan Arenado, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado, Jose Abreu. Don't see any of those guys getting benched for mechanical adjustments. That's likely because they're all superstars who deserve to bat third, unlike Aaron Hicks, who's had a few good months in his nine-year career. Uh, Clint Frazier getting benched again, not a surprise. Brett Gardner does have good career numbers off Charlie Morton, and the fact that Clint Frazier was said to be the everyday left fielder at the beginning of spring training is now nothing more than a joke as he barely plays. Uh, He's back to being sort of the fourth outfielder on the Yankees in a year when you thought his career would take that next step. You thought the Yankees would give him everyday opportunities, not always have to be looking over his shoulder to see when his playing time would get taken, uh, but that's no longer the case. Uh, he did eventually pinch hit in that eighth inning disaster, and we'll get to that, uh, but just dumb. Play the guy every day. It's so it's so ridiculous. And then Mike Ford gets called up. Jay Bruce retires. Mike Ford comes up to play first base since he can actually play first base. And going back to last year, Mike Ford got sent down at the beginning of September. The Yankees deeming him not good enough to be a Yankee in September. But then he was on the postseason roster because he's a left-handed bat off the bench, and he pinch hit in the postseason with the season on the line twice over Gary Sanchez and Clint Frazier. So not good enough to be a Yankee last September, good enough to bat with the season on the line in October. Now this year, Mike Ford wasn't good enough to be a Yankee over Jay Bruce, whose skills had diminished so greatly that he retired after 15 games. Ford wasn't good enough to make the team over him. So when Ford gets called up, he is good enough to bat sixth ahead of Sanchez and Urshela. Just more puzzling things from Aaron Boone, the idiot. So the Braves took a lead in the third inning. Jamison Tyone uh, looked sharp. This is clearly his best start as a Yankee, uh, but the Braves were able to capitalize on back-to-back doubles. The Yankees did tie the game two innings later in the bottom of the fifth. Gio Rochelle, a home run to straightaway center. Um, he had a double earlier in the game as well, so for a while there, it was the Gio Rochelle show as he was the only Yankee to really show up for the early innings. And then in the eighth inning, the Yankees are gifted a rally. Aaron Hicks, who is said to have this two-game series off, to make mechanical adjustments. Pinch hits for Mike Talkman to lead off the eighth. And Hicks walks because Tyler Matzik couldn't find the strike zone. Wasn't even close to throwing strikes. Anyone in that spot would have walked. So Hicks walks. DJ LeMahieu pulls a ball through the left side. Uh, ground ball single to get it first and second with no outs. Then Aaron Judge singles to right field. And they hold Aaron Hicks on a ball that he would have easily scored on. 
It was, you know, the Braves don't have good outfield arms. The throw ended up being horrible as is. And Aaron Hicks would have scored to give the Yankees the lead. But the Yankees hold Hicks, so it's bases loaded, no one out. And we've seen this story a million times with the Yankees. They rarely ever come through. It, I, I had a bad feeling right from the second that Hicks didn't go home, that it was going to come back to screw them, and it would have. But when Nate Jones came in, he threw a wild pitch that allowed Hicks to score, thankfully, because then Frazier popped up. They intentionally walked Stanton. Torres popped up. So it's two to one, a one run in with the bases loaded, no outs. And then Mike Ford drew a four pitch walk uh, to give the Yankees a nice insurance run before Gary Sanchez flew out to end the inning. So, so a walk, a ball pulled on the ground through the left side for a single, a single on a line drive, a wild pitch, a pop up, an intentional walk, a fly out, a walk, a fly out, a bases loaded walk for the third run. Hey, you'll take it. These Yankees will take anything. They got three runs and five hits again. That seems to be their magic number. Three runs, five hits. We've seen that a lot of times now for them. And they did so again, and they happened to get a win. Uh, Ronald Acuna didn't play. That was certainly a difference maker, not having to see him at the top of the lineup for the Braves. Um, And a win's a win. The Yankees will take him any way they can get him. DJ Mayhew had two hits. G. Rochella had the double, the home run. No one else really did shit. Um, except for Jameson Tyone, who looked great. Five innings, one run, five base runners, five strikeouts. Four hits and a walk for him. Uh, he threw 80 pitches, and he's out of the game after five innings. So five innings for him, that's length. That's like seven, eight innings for anyone else because the Yankees are scared to let him go. They're scared to have his pitch count even get close to triple digits. I don't think you'll ever see him throw 100 pitches this season for the Yankees. I don't know if you'll ever see him throw him as a Yankee, period. When when Tyone got pulled from the game, they went to Licky, Boone did, because he wanted Pablo Sandoval to bat from the right side. So Aaron Boone's scared of Pablo Sandoval in 2021. And Licky walks him. So then Chad Green has to come in. And Chad Green loads, loads the bases. And then Justin Wilson has to come in and get out of it. Then Loisaga pitches a scoreless eighth. So it, it was – and then Chapman for the ninth uh, pitched around a two-out walk. And Chapman hadn't pitched in eight days. And when he doesn't pitch for a while, usually it's not good. And it, it was a little dicey there for a little. I mean, 20 pitch inning for him, only 11 strikes, nine balls. He walked, uh, he had the two out walk. He worked around it. But that's too long of a stretch for him to go without pitching. But that's Aaron Boone for you. He doesn't realize these things. So the Yankees win. They're 6 and 10 now. <laughs> they still suck overall. They still sucked in this game. Three runs and five hits. And if not for a wild pitch, they might have not won the game. Or at least it probably goes to extra innings where they're even worse with a guy in second and no outs. But they win. That's all that matters. Got to start somewhere. And what better way than uh, in the third week of the season in the 16th game to start turning it around. Dylan Short of the Locked on Braves podcast joined me to talk about the Braves. Uh, their crushing postseason loss last year to the Dodgers when they were five outs away from going to the World Series with a 3-1 series lead. Um, the sort of the state of the Braves early this season, they're sort of in the Yankees' boat. You know, they haven't been as bad at the, as the Yankees, but they're right there for a team that's expected to contend, for a team that wants to get back to where they were last year. Certainly hasn't been the start the Braves are looking for either. So we talked about all that and more. So let's get to it. All right, and joining me to talk, 
today about the Braves as they're in town for a two-game series with the Yankees is Dylan Short, the host of the Locked On podcast for the Braves. Dylan, how's it going today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Excited to uh, get our first little taste of interleague in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, last year, the things didn't go so well for the Yankees against the Braves. I, I think they're still trying to find that Ronald Acuna ball he hit off Garrett Cole uh, down, down in Atlanta. Uh, but for the Yankees, things aren't going well this season, period. Um, the, the Braves, on the other hand, they got off to a little bit of a rocky start. They've sort of righted the ship here over the last uh, you know four or five games against the Marlins and the Cubs, but still sort of a rocky beginning for them as well. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a slow start to the season for a lot of things that we pretty much all considered to be kind of the top guys. Braves and Yankees tend to, they're kind of struggling with the same stuff too. Both came in and expecting really good pitching and neither pitching staff has really done that to this point. Yeah, it's certainly. And I think, you know, for the Yankees standpoint, losing five straight, the worst record in the American League, the second worst record, all of baseball uh, entering the series. And then to have to face Charlie Morton, who's pretty much owned them uh, for the last few years, at least, uh, you know, they got to him in one game of the 2017 ALCS, but he shut them down in game seven, um, certainly did work against them last year as a member of the Rays in the ALDS. Um, and then to have Ian Anderson the next night, who made his major league debut last season against the Yankees and, and shut them down with ease. Uh, it's not exactly a, a great recipe for success here for the Yankees in this mini series. I mean, I hope it continues. I don't really like two game series. I hate even calling them series to me. Three or four don't play them at all. But uh, I mean, for, for Charlie, I'm glad Charlie's on the mound because brave starters really haven't done well at all this season. Charlie hasn't been awful. It's usually been one inning at a time. It's usually that the thing's been giving him issues this year. But he has, he has more familiarity uh, in New Yankee Stadium than Jamison Tyone, who you guys have going tonight. So I'd like more to get back to it. Ian is going to be interesting to watch. He's from the Northeast, and it's going to be the first time he's playing in Yankee Stadium, especially with people actually in there. So there'd be a, he hasn't quite started out that well this year. So I'm interested to see how he handles it. Because even though, even though y'all aren't hitting as, as well as anybody thought, I mean, that, that's still some thunder in that lineup, man. Yeah, definitely. And you look up and down the lineup, certainly Acuna's there, Freddie Freeman, uh, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, this is not a great lineup that the Yankees want to be seeing right now. You wish this was a series, uh, midweek series against the Orioles or the Royals for that matter. But to see this Braves lineup right now isn't exactly uh, the best possible situation for the Yankees. Uh, what about this lineup for the Braves? I mean, certainly, you know, the last few years, um, as someone who likes to wager on baseball, uh, you know, before really 18, I'd say you never really wanted to be on the side of the Braves because they, it was hard for them to scratch a crush runs, uh, but now they certainly have the uh, true power element to their team. It's definitely going to be a little bit different. I'm not, I don't expect Akuna to play in either one of these games with the strained lower app. I think, I think he'll probably sit this series out. Uh, Freddie and Marcel, they both, they, they both had a lot of really bad luck to start the year, but they're both coming around hitting the ball really hard. Um, really, this lineup, if you look underneath just kind of the batting average and, and stuff like that, if you just look if you look into the actual data behind the batted balls, they've been hitting it hard. They've been super unlucky. So uh, we'll see if this is – they kind of showed some signs of busting out of it lately. Ever since the Alec Bohm awful missed call, they've kind of started putting some runs together. So we'll see what happens, man. I just It's, it's hard to tell whenever you're in the AL East ballparks, like how many runs is actually enough to where you feel good <laughs> about winning the game. 
Yeah, that that is for sure. And uh, you look at this Braves team in the rotation, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's got its injuries right, right now. Uh, so really, Anderson and Morton are, are the one-two, at least at this time, uh, unfortunate for the Yankees that they're going to line up against them. But when you look at this pitching staff, that's sort of what everyone always thinks about when they think about the Atlanta Braves is their strong pitching. And even though it's sort of banged up right now, it is still pretty strong. They've got a lot of names, and I, I expect them to be very good this year, particularly once Max Freed gets back. Um, Soroka will be back at some point, not quite sure when. Wasker, I know, has been one of my favorite guys to watch. Uh, Morton, Morton, I still think, has a ton in the tank. I think this is more just, it might take him a little while to get going. Um, but overall, I think it's a very good starting staff. The bullpen, I didn't feel worried about coming into the season, but if Chris Martin's going to be on the shelf for any length of time, it's very lefty heavy. And right now, it's kind of. Everybody's kind of become Luke Jackson back there. <laughs> well, uh, with Travis Darno behind the plate, he's a guy that always seems to hit against the Yankees, always gets those big hits. He's like the Braves version of uh, the Blue Jays' Randall Gritchuk against the Yankees, one of those depth guys that you know doesn't have great numbers, certainly at the catching position. You know, you don't expect much offense from him, but he's the one guy that, that scares me, really. And in a lineup that is Acuna, Azuna, uh, Swanson, Freeman, Albies, it, it's really Darno that I get worried about coming to the plate. I mean, he does a lot of things really well. And, uh, I mean, he started to go opposite a little bit more, which is kind of his sweet zone. So I don't know I don't know how it's going to go, though, because Kluber doesn't really throw hard, so I would expect everybody to be a little bit more pull-happy. Tonight's matchup with Tyone is super interesting. I love Jamison Tyone. I, kinda, I wanted the Braves to go after him. I think that that was a fantastic move by the Yankees, and they really didn't give up anything. Um, it's more about building that for him. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to get another look at Tyone. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, uh, you know, the the velocity's there. He doesn't necessarily uh, have the the control command that he used to that he's used to having, or at least had he had pre injuries, and you know he's been injured now for the last two seasons. Uh, for him, it's just about in between him and Kluber together. They're just not giving the Yankees any length, so the bullpen's getting destroyed when they pitch, especially if they're going to pitch on back to back days. <laughs> could be a could be a long couple days here for the bullpen, but certainly the Yankees put a lot of stock into getting Kluber. Gave him eleven million on the one year deal. They traded for Tyone. They thought those guys would be the two and three until Luis Severino could come back and it just hasn't worked out they've, they've been pretty awful I mean the whole team has been bad outside of Garrett Cole but Kluber and Tyone have certainly been part of the problem here early on and I think Tyone a lot of it's coming back from the Tommy John from last year so it's going to be kind of building length with him it's usually you can get velocity back pretty quick movement and command tend to be the the last ones to come along um I think he'll probably be closer to, to where they want him to be right around the time they're getting Luis Severino back. I have no idea why they gave Kluber $11 million. Um, <laughs> Kluber was awesome if we're talking three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, at this point, he throws 89 to 91. His stuff doesn't break as much, and Father Time just kicked him in the backside hard. <laughs> yeah, and I thought he would be a great uh, low-risk, high-reward candidate for like a fourth spot, a fifth spot in the rotation. And when they signed him, I was excited, but at the time, I didn't think that was really it. I didn't think he was going to be the guy they signed. So <laughs> rather than make him the four or five, he's now really the two going into the season. They chose to walk away from Masahiro Tanaka, which I'm sure they're regretting um, you know, very much so right now as they sort of <laughs> have had a disastrous beginning to the season. Uh, for you saying Tywin was sort of the guy you wanted, 
Charlie Morton's been the guy I've wanted the Yankees to sign for years now. Um, and I know that, you know, there was this idea that he had signed with the Rays uh, his last time through free agency because they were close to his home in Tampa. But for a guy who's from Connecticut, uh, you know, the Yankees train in Tampa. It's a two-hour flight from New York to Tampa. They play the Rays three times a year in Tampa. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think the Yankees probably lowballed him, and that's what made him say, oh, I really want to stay with the Rays. Um, if the money was there, I think he would have gone to the Yankees. I think they missed that opportunity. Um, so to get him out of the AL East was huge for the Yankees, but now they're seeing him. Even though he's out of out of the division, they're seeing him again in the, in the other league. Yeah, and for the Braves, I mean, Braves fans, we all, most of us pretty much assumed that we were going to be big players for Charlie. Uh, came up through the Braves system before he got dealt to Pittsburgh for Nate McClaus. There's a name from the past. <laughs> uh, so it, in, in Charlie, to me, was, was what everybody wanted, myself included, to be Cole Ham- like what wanted uh, Cole Hamels to be last year. Charlie still has a lot in the tank. I know yeah. everybody was, was bugging about him throwing 93 in the regular season last year, but once it came playoff time, he was right back up to 96-97. His velo's been good this year. It's just about being, it's about getting, being able to get hit that fifth. I think he's, and he's gone six innings once this year, the other two were five-inning outings. Uh, so for this one, it's going to be just avoid that fifth inning and try to uh, – I feel good because he knows these guys more than anybody else. Uh, when I see Judge and Stanton uh, and Frazier all batting like under 200, that kind of makes me a little nervous because they're not going to do that all year. So it's, all right, just keep it cool for another two days. Yeah, no, I certainly get that. And uh, that was sort of the way when Manny Machado was on the Orioles. If he had, you know, he hadn't homered in two weeks, it was like, just get this guy out of town before he homers again. Uh, but you mentioned Morton in the playoffs last year. Certainly Ian Anderson had an amazing postseason run uh, before his last start of the postseason against the Dodgers. Uh, the Braves, one win away from from reaching the World Series. They blow the 3-1 three, three to one lead. I mean, are you are you even over that yet? Uh, five outs away. Five uh, outs, yeah. He's counting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't as upset with that loss as a lot of other Braves fans. Um, I came into that. The Dodgers were the better team last year, and I expected it to be a seven-game series anyway. So when the Braves went up 3-1, I'm, of course I was super excited. But a lot of the issues going into that series were, were that the Braves, obviously missing Mike Soroka and not having hardly any starting rotation last year to speak of, aside from Max, you kind of figured that at some point the Dodgers would figure something out. I hated that it came that late. I hated that it came off of our best reliever. But that was that was not as – it makes me mad because I think the Braves would be the last year. So I do think there's an opportunity for a World Series. Um, but I wasn't necessarily surprised. Yeah, no, I hear that. And I really, think... I just wanted to see them win a postseason series. That was first on my list. Like, just <laughs> win a series or – for the first time in 20 years get that out of the way please yeah well they did get that out of the way and then this season certainly um, you know NL East was was a big story this offseason with uh, you know the Nationals two years removed from the World Series um, certainly have taken a couple steps back but the Phillies uh, spending again the Mets getting new ownership they're spending the Braves coming like you said five outs away from the World Series even the Marlins having a better season in what was the 60 game shortened season Um, the NL East it's a tough division one once again and uh you know i think people sort of forget about how how good the braves have been it seems like there was a lot of you know preseason hype attention paid to other teams in the division rather than the braves who probably rightfully so should have had it yeah it's because Dakota all those projections absolutely hate the braves i don't understand how you take a team that won 94 games or was on pace for basically 94 win season the season before who gets better and then you drop them by like 11 games. I don't really understand <laughs> the logic behind that. And the only real players they lost were Adam Duvall, Shane Green, Mark Melanson, and Darren O'Day. 
But, you know, uh, that tends to happen. It's a four-year stretch where Pocota is going to be wrong about the Braves' overall record, and then we'll we'll laugh at it for a while. And then when next year's comes out and says they're going to be an 85-win team again, we'll all get mad again. That's just kind of <laughs> life in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, Darren O'Day, you mentioned him, and he did give up a solo home run against the Rays on Sunday. His first turn run allowed as a Yankee. But um, right now, you know, with Zach Britton injured, he's the one guy I trust. When he comes into games, I'm like, this this is a zero. He's putting up a zero right here. He's, he has earned my trust in a very small sample size as a Yankee. Chad Green, too, man. A lot of people checked out on him last year, but uh, he, he is very, very talented. And uh, I'm a little... I'm hoping the Braves can get to him a little bit because I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll see a little bit of Chad Green. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you definitely will. Well, Dylan, thanks for taking the time to come on and talk about the Braves. Um, like you said, it's not really a series, this quick two-game <laughs> idea that baseball's in, implemented over the last few years, but uh, it's a big one for the Yankees. I know the Braves are trying to get back on track as well, but enormous series, I guess, for both teams. Yeah, pretty big series, good stakes early on for either team expected to be, but uh it's for either one of these clubs. Whoever's able to step up on this one can kind of shift that momentum a little bit. It's still early enough in the season where you start making a run and all of a sudden you can change your season on a dime. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dylan, thanks again for coming on. No problem, absolutely. All right, thanks again to Dylan for taking the time to come on and talk about the Braves who are struggling just like the Yankees are. The Yankees are now 6-10, and 10, the Braves are now 7-10. and 10. So they're both right there, two teams that expected to contend for the championship two teams that are expected to contend for the World Series off to miserable starts. That'll do it for today. Yankees Braves again tomorrow. I'll be back on after the game. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.